0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the Artie Anglais podcast, the podcast where we talk about art, culture and society to help you learn English naturally. You'll hear me talk about interesting topics, English expressions and English grammar in a different way so you can learn English in context. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Artie Anglais podcast. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's shorter Pecha Kucha episode about why I love street art. If you could, could you please help me out before we start today? If you could, please, if you're enjoying these episodes and you're finding them useful, could you please leave us a review on iTunes? And the way to do that is you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the feed and you can give a star rating, but you can also give a written review. So if you have two minutes to do that for me, that would be really great as it really helps me to keep myself motivated to keep the podcast going so that more people, more creative people can find the podcast and use it in their English learning. So if you're finding them helpful and you want to help me out, please go and leave a review for me. So what are we talking about today? Well today I'm doing an episode about an article I read on the United Nations website entitled Even During COVID-19 Art Brings Us Closer Together Than Ever and I wanted to do this article because I wanted to find a positive article to put a positive spin on COVID-19. There's been so many articles, so many things written that are negative and and very serious. And while it is a serious thing, I wanted to talk about something positive. And so I found this article and I think it really talks about how in this time, art is bringing us closer together. So I'm going to read you little parts from the article, but I'm also going to make some comments and tell you what my opinion is. There's some discussion questions as well. So you'll find the vocabulary and the transcript for the episode on the website artyanglais.com slash podcast and then you can click on episode 22 and also at the end there'll be some discussion questions with a, a little activity at the end also where you can do some matching of some phrasal verbs so I'll talk about that at the very end of the episode. I'm not going to explain all of the vocabulary items today. But I do want to explain the very first one because it's, it's the center of this entire episode. It's what this episode is about. But as I said, you can find all of the vocabulary items explained in the transcript for today's episode. So the first vocabulary item is looking at the expression tapping into creativity. So when you're tapping into creativity, it means you're using your imagination, or you're creating original ideas, original, unique ideas. And I think this time has been a really great time for a lot of artists because they're tapping into their creativity because they're not distracted by certain things, or they have the opportunity to tap into their creativity. I know a lot of artists who are doing this and I'm doing it myself. It's been a really good time for me to tap into my creativity Think about the things that I wanted to to draw, want to create and and rethink how I want to do things. So it's been an excellent time for tapping into creativity. And before I read the article today, I want to talk uh, about a personal anecdote about some of my personal reflections about being creative during this time. So last week I was participating in an online class That funnily enough, even though it's an online class now and a lot of people are doing it, I've been doing this for a few months already. So it was already set up before COVID-19 happened. And in this course, there are over 200 illustrators enrolled for the next four months. And every month the teacher does a Facebook Live to discuss the work we are doing and also the previous work we have been doing. So she does some portfolio reviews... She talks about what makes successful a successful art piece, what makes something good, what are some of the positive things, etc, etc. So in this Facebook Live, the teacher also talks about personal things and, and how to how to feel positive during this time. And she opened the last session by talking about resilience. And why in this time, we as artists, we as creative people can draw upon our experience with resilience. You know, everything at the moment is different. She talked about how being a creative person has allowed us to draw upon the resilience that we already know to be creative. And I mean, when you think about it, is this time weird? It's weird. It's unprecedented everything is different and every country is dealing with it differently you see articles on the news you see people doing different things on the news it's it's a crazy time many people become skeptical of what they hear on on the news they don't know who to believe and we just have this sense we have this feeling that things are shifting and the world will change after. But we just don't know how, and we don't know what to expect. But even though this is a negative time, the teacher also talked about, she made the point that, on the other hand, the good part is we can be present and much more aware of what's happening. And our routines are, are different, but we're looking at things anew. So we are we're looking at the world through a different pair of eyes, we're looking at At the world through a different pair of glasses, a different lens. Because it makes us value the good things that we normally take for granted. So when you take something for granted, it means that you don't appreciate something that you probably should appreciate. So for me, I know that I took being able to go to the supermarket without having to worry about filling in a form and explain what I was doing. I took that for granted. I took my freedom to be able to do that for granted. But the teacher also talked about resilience in artists and creatives. And that's what I wanna focus on today. And she believed that resilience for artists is something that's built into our DNA. Because as creatives, we have to deal with rejection. You have to deal with trying to improve all the time Worrying about what other people think about our work. Trying to make a living off our work. And that's perhaps the most important part of being resilient. Is as an artist, as a creative person, as somebody who works for themselves. We have to try and make a living off our work. So it's something that worries or stresses us because of that need. So we have to be resilient. We have to look for ways to that are alternatives in, in way, the ways that we make money. You know, many artists have second jobs already that allow them to do their work. And a lot of artists have also lost those second jobs, as well as now have the uncertainty of not knowing how they can sell their work. So in many ways, as artists and creative people, we have to bounce back and be resourceful. And think about how we can continue to support ourselves from our art. You know, for me personally, I don't practice my art nearly as much as artists who rely on their artistic income. But I can understand where, where it comes from and, and where the stresses come from. So when you're bouncing back and you're being resourceful, it means you're you're thinking of a way to overcome a problem. you're rethinking a new way of doing it but I think the thing about artists that's really important is that we respond to current events and this is very often the case in street art because we're able to put it on the walls and and then it can change the next day so it has to be very current for example you can see a lot of images dedicated to medical staff you also see a lot of humorous and political art coming up, which is keeping everyone else occupied and entertained. I've heard a lot of artists say that their lives were not too different from the time before confinement. Because this has been a time for artists to flourish and do what they do best. But now, only now, we have more time because we can stay at home and work without distractions while creating artwork to share with the world and thanks to sites like Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and other image sharing platforms many artists can continue to do what they were already doing making art and sharing it with the world but mostly artists are able to contribute with their art because it's uplifting and one thing I thought about a lot during this time is how important the arts have been during confinement. Many people have said, imagine staying at home without Netflix, without music, without access to the internet, without art around the home, without being able to be creative. And I've spent a lot of this time myself drawing and being creative and reading. And it's helped me to stay immensely focused. And I've learned a lot of things. Sometimes I even have to remind myself that there's a global pandemic happening around us. I've just spent so much time being in the zone, being focused and working really hard. So in the zone is a good expression that explains when you're really focused on something and working hard. And I guess that comes with its worries. There's a global pandemic and an economic crisis, which means that less people will have disposable income to buy art after the pandemic finishes. Because we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. It's unpredictable. And this is why it's important to support professions that are vulnerable during an economic crisis. Of course, many jobs are vulnerable. Many jobs are vulnerable, but we just don't know and we can't. We can always hope. We can always hope that we can somehow support the arts during this time. So I decided to find an article that talked about all the things that I just talked about. Because I've been thinking about why art is important during this time. And I found the article that perfectly explains. So as I said, it's called Even During COVID-19, Art Brings Us Closer Together Than Ever. And the reason is, is it brings us closer together in a social and emotional way using technology. Because obviously we can't come together physically. So I'm going to read parts of the article. So now would be a good time to pause the podcast if you want to read it before I start reading out parts in the podcast. So the article begins with a quote from UNESCO. It says, with billions of people either in lockdown or on the front lines battling the COVID-19 pandemic, This first celebration of World Art Day is a timely reminder that art has the power to unite and connect in times of crisis. So World Art Day was on the 15th of April. And so a timely reminder means that it's a it's a good time to remind people that art has been such an important factor that has allowed us to be united together during this time of crisis. So the article continues. Bringing people together, inspiring, soothing and sharing, these are the powers of art, the importance of which has been made emphatically obvious during the COVID-19 pandemic, Audrey Azoulay said in her message. Throughout self-isolation, art has nonetheless been flourishing, pointing to performers tapping into their creativity to relay health guidelines and share messages of hope as well as neighbours singing to each other on balconies and concerts online. Mrs. Azule maintained that creativity abounds. So when creativity abounds, it means that it's very prevalent and it exists in great numbers. It continues paying tribute to the solidarity shown by artists and institutions at a time when art is suffering the full force of the effects of a global health, economic and social crisis, she flagged that this time of confinement can also be a period of openness to others and to culture, to strengthen the links between artistic creation and society. And this is exactly what I've noticed with artists sharing more on Instagram and There was also the Our World Together at Home concert, which raised $127 when musical artists from all over the world performed online. And I've seen episodes on TV about musicians overseas that are playing in their houses still, making sure they're maintaining social distancing, but they're projecting their speakers out onto the front lawn so that all of their neighbours can hear their music as they're playing and practising. In the article, they also talked about the hashtag #ShareCulture, which UNESCO has invited everyone to communicate their love of art by sharing it broadly. And this is the hashtag I used in my last Kucha style podcast episode, where I talked about why I love street art and graffiti, and also why it's important at this time to support artists. And although artists might not necessarily be in the front line dealing with the crisis, They are also one of the professions amongst so many that are vulnerable. So when there is an economic downturn, it can often lead to, well, it does lead to people spending less money. And of course, things like exhibitions are cancelled. So it means that artists and creative people are particularly vulnerable. The article continues. The coronavirus pandemic has closed museums and cancelled concerts plunging many cultural institutions into uncertainty and immediate financial loss while also threatening a long-term effect on the arts. As the world awaits for the current measures to be lifted, vulnerable groups who are unable to get online, exacerbating a global digital divide, have even greater difficulty in gaining access. Keeping art alive requires the twofold approach of supporting cultural professionals and institutions and promoting access to art for all according to mrs azule as these challenges require far-reaching cultural policies it will be necessary to listen to the voices of the artistic world in their globality and diversity she stressed with the aim of affirming the resilience of art during this difficult period and in preparing for the future unesco has launched the resiliart movement which among other things will consist of a series of global virtual debates with renowned artists and draw support for the cultural world throughout the crisis. And looking forward, guidelines will be drawn up on improving the protection of artists for future crises. The UNESCO chief urged everyone to participate in this strong impetus for culture, to prove that even in a period of personal distancing, Art brings us closer together than ever before. So that is the article. And I thought it was a really important time to talk about the vulnerability of artists and the arts in this time. And I wanted to talk about a few different discussion questions that I thought about while reading the article and, and thinking about why this time is so important. I think the first question that I had is what are some of the threats that artists are facing in the near future? And also currently, what are they facing currently? And I think there are three main things and it's they're having to recreate a business model, especially if they have a shop front or a physical place where they have to sell their work or they require that physical contact. They also need to think about the fact that people have less money to be able to spend on the arts because very often what happens when we have an economic downturn. Arts becomes the first thing that people stop putting money towards. They stop buying things within the arts. But not in every single case, but obviously it is a big concern that this might happen. And one of the biggest things on a whole in the arts industry is the restrictions on social gatherings. It means there's a lot of uncertainty around things like exhibitions, galleries, museums, Concerts, conferences, many things that the arts really relies on in order to continue to sell their work. So it makes it really challenging to plan to know what to do. So we have to rethink what artists can can do during this time. And so that leads me to my next question. What are some of the solutions that artists are using to overcome the threats and the uncertainty? So you see things at the moment like online exhibitions where they're using virtual gallery spaces to show work online. And some people are offering this as free and some people are offering this as a a donation-based event or where they they use paid ticketing. But it is very challenging, I guess, to, to sell tickets to an online exhibition. Also, they're doing, as they talked about in the article, they're holding online seminars. A lot of artists are talking about the work and and what that means for them during this time so that people are aware of how this is impacting on them and how it's impacting their lives. Also, a lot of artists are having to sell their work online and hope that people still want their work, but they're relying on the people that may They may have already had relationships with to to sell their work. Maybe they're advertising on platforms like Etsy or on other print-on-demand platforms. But at the same time, there's also supply demand in some of these places at the moment. So it makes it a little bit challenging. I'm also seeing some artists use things like Patreon or donation-based websites where they ask their followers for donations to help them and to continue to support their work and I think this is really important as as it states in the article that we really need to support both cultural professionals and institutions but also promote artists and the work that they do and so that leads me to my third question is who do you think it's up to to support the arts and in my opinion I think it's a few different there's a few different ways in which we can support the arts. Obviously, government um, government support is important, but, a, but very challenging because it's not a top priority in, in many ways. But also, I think that we as consumers of art, if we have the means to be able to support artists by buying their work or advertising the work that they do, we should be doing that for them, particularly because they are a vulnerable profession. And also especially because a lot of artists have been very active during this time as well. I, I imagine that a lot of artists, uh, because they have been so active, has have possibly grown their audience. I'm not really sure. It'd be interesting to know what has happened during this time. But I also think, and this is just my opinion, that social platforms like Instagram, who make money off advertising and make money off advertising people's work couldn't they do something to promote the arts couldn't they do something like offer free seminars on how to use the platform to promote their artwork better how to take better photos I would really love to see platforms like that maybe even platforms like Facebook how to do things if there is something available like that please let me know if I've missed something but that's just my opinion I just feel like Platforms like this that make money off artists really need to show their support. Anyway, thanks for listening to today's episode. If Remember, if you want to find the transcript, you can go to artianglais.com slash podcast and click on episode 22. You'll see the vocabulary, you'll see the transcripts, and you'll see the discussion questions in today's episode. So if you noticed, there were a few phrasal verbs. In today's episode with the word draw. So using today's article I've also decided to include a little activity where you have to match the phrasal verb, the phrasal verb with the word draw with a sentence and it's just a, a good way that you can expand some of your business vocabulary using the word draw. Anyway, thanks again for listening all the way to the end. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As I said at the start, if you could really help me out, go to uh, Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast so that we can get more exposure to a lot more people and also try and improve the podcast. So you'll hear from me again next week. I have an episode planned where I'm going to talk about flow. I've already talked a little bit about it in episode four, but I'm going to use an article that I found again to talk a bit more about flow. Anyway, I hope you're keeping well and I'll catch you later. Bye.